0: You know, last week we we had a, just a tremendous service. Pastor Walt brought a powerful word on faith last week. How many of you enjoyed that? And uh, just just a lot of wisdom and season. I encourage you to go back and listen to that message. Uh, just full of full of power and, and uh, I, I really I really honestly was touched by it. And so I've heard a lot of faith messages, but I, I love to see the progression there. Uh, in, in the way Pastor Walt delivers that. But we're going to pick up today where we started a couple of weeks ago, which is started talking about the fragrance of Christ. And, uh, you know, God in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, it's really powerful. It says, And walk in love as Christ, uh, as Christ loved us and gave himself uh, up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. And there's another part of uh, Scripture that talks about it. it says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God, among those who are being saved and among those who are being perish, uh, uh, perishing. And so God has a fragrance. Everybody say fragrance. And you know, when I begin to look at different things and, and, and you go to the Old Testament, you'll see different uh, times where they talked about aromas that, pr- that please God and and then you can also, you know, look into the New Testament at the different times when someone would pass away and how they would clothe them with different perfumes and that kind of thing. But one thing I've learned about uh, perfumes or cologne is this is that when you go to buy a bottle of perfume or a bottle of cologne, how many of you know the color's all the same and And you look at it and, and that 's where they sell you on. They really they try to sell you on the side of the bottle, but if you broke the bottle open and looked at the, at the ingredients in there, how many of you know you couldn't tell one ingredient from the other? Because it blends into one one uh, uh, mechanism there. It blends into one framework. And it creates a beautiful aroma, but it's not in sight. Come on. It's in the ability to, the, to, to, to enjoy the fragrance that it brings. And so I've been looking at, at this for a couple of weeks, and God has a, 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 a certain ingredients that he's packed together in our lives that brings pleasure to him. Come on, but brings change to you. And, and one of those is faith. We talked about that, and the pastor built on that. We talked about endurance. Today we're going to talk about patience, we're going to talk about love, we're going to talk about unity, and when you pack those things together, God didn't leave faith just to be faith, so that we could stand out and say, hey, look, look what we've done, or we believe God and he's done this. God packed us just together a special ingredients, a special perfume or a special cologne, and he filled it with faith, he filled it with endurance, he filled it with patience, he filled it with love, and he filled it with unity. Those ingredients right there, I promise you, if you attach yourself to those things right there, your life will never be the same. And and it's really easy to, to to you know, look at different things and think, well, you know, I'd rather, you know, the you know, you're know teaching leadership and different things. How many of you know we're not called to be a salad bowl? We're called to be a melting pot. And a melting pot, you can't tell one ingredient from the other, and that's the beautiful thing about it. How many of you like chili? Come on, aren't you glad chili, everything doesn't stand out because... You know, if you go to my house, you're going to have some heat in that chili and if you see how much heat my wife puts in it, you probably wouldn't need it, right? Cuz she likes it hot and so that's why she married me, of course. <laughs> and so looking into ingredients, everybody say ingredients. God God's not looking for the standout. Come on, he's looking for the submitted. And it's in the submission of his will and submission of his word and the submission of the, all the gifts that he's applied to us. The scripture says a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And, and I love that word order. It's not like you go to a restaurant and you're ordering which one you want. It, it, it's like an administrative order where God says, hey, I've set this in motion. And if you'll step this out, you'll take the steps to do what I've called you to do. Come on, somebody. There'll be fulfillment where you won't have to be the standout. Come on, somebody, when you're, the, when you're in authority, this is what I love about when you look at the legacy of Jesus uh, coming up, I love the attitude that Mary had when the angel approached her and, and told her, hey, you're going to give birth to the King of Kings. I mean, that had to be overwhelming. Pastor talked about that last week, but her response was incredible in that when she said, I'm a servant of the Lord, and she said, may his will be fulfilled in me or through me. And that's the same thing that God wants for us. He wants us. To, he wants to fulfill His will in the earth, but it's in a submitted attitude. Everybody say submission. I love the centurion. He says, "I'm I'm I'm under I'm in authority because I'm under authority." And so, faith we know is is believing and speaking and doing the word of God. And you know, in, in, in I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well, and said there's a difference between faith and determination. And a lot of times what we call determination is really not faith, determination just means we've set our mind on something and we've decided, uh, uh, you know, whatever it takes, we're going to accomplish this. You know, last Sunday afternoon I was out at our deer lease and, and, you know, we had talked about moving from one location where we just weren't seeing the deer in the right place. Are you with me? This story's about to get good, I promise you. And so anyway, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the hero in this deal. I mean, that, that really wasn't my thought, but I thought, I'm determined to get this done. And Kelly and I were out there uh, doing some things, getting ready to hunt. And so I told her, I said, I think I'm just going to move that feeder by myself, and I'm going, to, I'm going to take that blind, that deer blind, and I'm going to find a way to get in the truck, and I'm going to do this, and then the guys don't have to worry about it. And so she said, I don't think that's a good idea. She said, I'm telling you, this is a terrible idea. As a matter of fact, it's the worst idea you've ever had in your life and I've had some bad ideas believe me and so I was like no 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 we're gonna get this done and so we go through the through the motion and 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 I go and scoop all the feeder got the feeder over there with no problems I mean and and I was excited I was proud of myself I remember at one point I picked the deer blind up and I thought oh this is awesome and my wife's sitting in the truck and and I thought if I pick this up she's gonna see how strong I am this is gonna be good and so I I'm over there stra- straining. I know I had turned beet red. Anyway, I picked that blind up and I looked back and she's not even looking at me. <laughs> and so I, I figured then I was, on, I was on a course that wasn't gonna end well, but anyway, I was determined to get it done. And so anyway, lo- I'll end up, I get the, feet, the, 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 the deer blind in the truck. I actually got it in there. And I took a strap and threw it over the end of the legs and I tied it off and I was all excited. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, the legs broke off. The deer blind falls out of the truck, it's sitting like this, it's still standing, but it's on the ground after it falls out, and my wife says, I tried to tell you, and so I thought, oh man, i got to talk to Wayne, and so I called Wayne Barr and I said, hey, you want some good news or you want some bad news? He said, I like good news. I said, the good news is, hey, I moved that feeder, it's working great. And he said, that's good, and I said, uh, I said the bad news is, I tried to load this blind by myself and I broke the legs off of it, and he goes, that doesn't surprise me. And so at first I thought he, he was talking about me. He was really talking about the blind being, being a little older. But anyway, so he ended up having to come out and, and change his plans. And we get it done. We get the blind moved. We get it on cinder blocks. But the point is, if I wouldn't have been determined to do it on my own, we could have done it at a different time without the blind being broken. Come on, somebody. And, and, and it wouldn't have caused problems to others just so I could say I did something. See, the difference in faith and determination is determination cares more about me standing out than it does about God standing out. Faith always leads to, leads to Jesus being the light. And so he didn't give us just determination. He, give us, he gave us endurance. And the scripture says you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, come on, the promises will work in your life. And so Jesus, the need meter, says, not only did I give you faith, come on somebody, but I've also given you endurance, and endurance means that you have a solid foundation in your life. It means the weight on your legs may be more than you can handle, but because of the strength of the foundation, come on, your life's not going anywhere. The storm's not going to take you. The pain's not going to take you. You have a solid base in your life. And so that's the point. Christianity is not about antics. It's not about doing it my way. It's not about just trying to accomplish something so that I can be the standout. It's about being submitted to Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. In determination, what I've discovered in the problems in my life is every time I get into a mode of determination, I'm the author and the finisher. And it may start well, but it never ends well. But in faith, come on, and he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith, that not only does it start well, come on church, we also end strong, come on. And in faith. And so, so that's exciting, endurance. And, and, you know, endurance means uh, moving forward. It means a stable motion, moving forward in stable motion through pain. And so I got to looking at what are, what are some enemies of moving forward? What are some things that, that tries to affect our endurance? And we know in life we can experience loss, we can experience disappointments, we can experience, you know, plan A didn't work and, and, and we're just highly disappointed. But, but, I, but I wrote a couple things down this morning of, of what are some enemies of endurance? What are some enemies of moving forward? Everybody say, I want, forward. I want to move forward. And so number one, I wrote down, it says, relying on your own knowledge and where you have been. Relying on your own knowledge and where you have been. Now, there, wisdom is a powerful thing, but wisdom isn't always limited to what you know or you have known in your life. Wisdom comes from God. It comes from the Word of God. Wisdom has the ability to heal the past, but it also has the ability to lead you into the future. And and that's why we say when you get a word from God, not only does it create the faith that you need, but it shouldn't create the endurance that you need, which leads to the patience you need. We'll talk about that here in a second. But endurance means means moving forward beyond your own wisdom. And as human beings, that's hard to take. And so, because we, we, we think I can do this, in my mind, I could move that deer blind by myself. Matter of fact, standing up here this morning, I still think I can move that deer blind by myself. Might go try it this afternoon. No, I'm just kidding. Cowboys are playing, that's not going to happen. So, relying on your own knowledge or, or where you've been, you know, many times you sit down and you talk to people and you, you pour your heart out and You know, And and in life, many times you see people make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again because when it comes to the crucial moment of making a faith-filled decision, we tend to want to draw back to what we know. The scripture talks about it as drawing back to perdition or a place of destruction. And so I challenge us today as we move forward in our faith, if we're going to live in the endurance that God brings and we're going to walk this thing out, let's not get to the point of moving forward and then set ourselves back by falling back on what just what we know let's not circle the mountain anymore let's not let's not just roam the wilderness come on somebody let's get a word from God let's attach ourselves to it let's build that as our foundation of life and let's allow endurance to take us to our inherited promises an inherited promise it means that you didn't give it to yourself come on somebody Endurance is a part of an inheritance that we get from Jesus, and you know I look at Jerry. Jerry, raise your hand back there. Uh, Jerry's my buddy, I've known him for a while. We, we've done work together. Uh, he just went through a kidney transplant about about six months or a year ago. Didn't look good, even after he got the transplant. Ended up having to go into surgery five more times. But I'm here to tell you today: before he had surgery, he was sitting on that back row every single week for about a year. Come on, somebody—he's midway up now, sitting in the congregation. Come on, alive and well, because of faith and endurance. And so, we pray and believe for your for 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 your best and your healing. And are excited that you're here today to celebrate with us. And so, so endurance takes us places. Another thing that hurts us in moving forward in endurance is that we're, we're guarded because of the past. We're, we guard our hearts, and, and, and it's real easy to say, hey, I'm not going to experience that again. I'm not, I'm not going to step out again. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable right here. This is what I know. Come on. I'm the head of my life. But the problem is that you're not the head of your life. The Scripture says Jesus is the head of the church. And if you're in the church, come on, that means Jesus is the head. Somebody say Jesus is the head of the church. And so he wants you to continue to step out, even if it hurts, even if there's pain. And remember, there's a difference in harm and pain. You'll be pain along the journey of endurance, but God will never harm you. We've talked about that a lot here recently. And the number three, wounds, offenses, jealousy, striving. Those are things that many times it's easy to get caught, in, caught up in. And then we think, hey, this is God. And before long, you're having those sessions where you're pulling somebody aside and say, hey, you know, there's a problem over here. Do you hear what they're doing or they're saying or whatever? Listen to me. There ain't no Jesus attached to that. He's, he, he, Jesus is not the author and, 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 and uh, 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 a title man of confusion. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our marriages. He's the author and finisher, come on, of our children. He's the author and the finisher of our church and our city and our schools and our doctors and our lawyers. Are you with me here this morning? The author of confusion, we know who that is. That, that ain't Jesus. Satan is the author of confusion. Jesus, is a, he's the God of life. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. And so we're going to move into this this morning. But endurance takes you, takes you places that, that are beyond you. And if you're willing to go through, through the pain to get better, everybody say better, like my friend Jerry is over there. You know, I was reading this thing on Abraham Lincoln and it said, President Lincoln he failed in business at the age of 22, he was defeated in the polls at 23, failed in business again at 24, elected to the legislature at 25, his sweetheart died at 26, he had a nervous breakdown at 27, he was defeated for the Speaker of the House at 29, defeated for elector at 31, defeated for Congress at 34 elected for Congress at 37, defeated in 39, defeated again at 46, he, de- he was defeated for vice president at 47, defeated in the Senate at 49, and then he was elected president at the age of 51. Why endurance? everybody say endurance. I was reading this thing on John Wesley and, and, and you know John Wesley was a preacher, but he, he, he was given a it was taken out of his diary and it says that that on May 5th it doesn't, doesn't give the year but he says uh, in the a.m, He said, I preached at St. Anne's. He said, I was asked not to come back. May 5th in the PM, I preached at St. John's. The deacons kicked me out. May 12th in the AM, I preached at St. Jude's. They said, I can't come back. May 19th in the PM, I preached in the streets. They ran me off. May 26th, I preached in the metal. They released a bull into my meeting. They released a bull into my meeting. Come on, that's different than a string breaking on a guitar. Come on, somebody. And so on June 2nd, on the edge of town, they ran me off again. But listen to me, that was in the a.m. But June 2nd in the p.m., I preached in a pastor and 10,000 people came to hear me preach. Listen to me, endurance is the key. Determination will let you down, but endurance is the key. Faith and endurance, when you're walking it out, is the key. Listen, my point to you this morning is we don't quit. We don't give up. We don't give up because of of pain. We don't give up because of of failure, because of moments where we thought it should work out one way and it didn't. Listen to me, church. Sometimes we got to rise up in endurance, and we can't see the end, but we can trust in Jesus. And as we walk that out, listen to me, there's a victory story coming somewhere, and I encourage you this morning, rise up in your faith. Let God be God. Quit trying to figure him out. Come on, somebody, and just trust him. Come on, he's the high priest of good things to come. And so we, we, we enter into this. And, then, and then another ingredient this morning is faith and patience. Faith and patience. I'm actually going to read out of the Amplified Bible if you can believe that this morning. It's not that deep. But faith and patience. But Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 of the Amplified says this. It says, So that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith... Another version says faith and patience. Lean on, uh, lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power and by patient endurance. I love that. By patient endurance, even when suffering and are now, listen to me, inheriting the promises of God. Even though, listen to me, there's times, and, and, and I heard somebody say this recently at a conference. that really stirred me. There's times you can clearly see God moving. And, and when you do, it challenges and inspires you. You can clearly see God's doing something in individuals. You can clearly see God's changing things in our city and, and those kind of things. It's powerful. But there are also times when you can't see anything. And listen to me. Even when you can't see anything, God is still doing something. And so when, when, when you can't, when, when it looks like nothing is happening, listen to me, church, God is still doing something because faith is not in the scene. Faith is in hope. Faith is in believing. And what happens is endurance kicks in and we begin to walk this thing out on a strong foundation. But we have inherent promises. Do you, do you get that? That because you're a child of God, in, there's an inheritance for you? And that, an inheritance doesn't come, come on, to you because you deserved it. Inheritance is given to you because somebody loved you. And it's the same. It's true with Jesus. He he has an inheritance for you. And the more that you embrace that and you're willing to walk it out with the ingredients of endurance, with the ingredients of patience, allowing patience to have its perfect work and let patience walk it out, patience can take you places. Listen to me. It could take you places that you could never take yourself. And impatience is where you learn. Impatience is an ingredient that God uses to work things out of you. So, so even though there are going to be times where it looks like nothing is happening, God is always doing something. He's always stirring something. Are you with me here this morning? Y'all are making me work this morning. Come on, Christmas presents are five days away. Come on, let's make today matter. Right? Well, I had a rap song come to my head, but I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> slow down people I got a job to keep but there's inherited promises that God has and I have a thought, it would, patience leads you here, listen to me, your gift in life will always make room for you your gift will make room for you, I said your gift will make room for you you know when I was a kid my my mom used to tell me that when I'd go through disappointing times or, or, or man this isn't happening or everybody else was growing faster than I was and and, and, you know, in just tough times that she'd say, hey, enough of that. She'd say, your gift in life will make room for you. And, and the scripture says it will bring you before great men. And, and, and so in life, listen to me, it's real easy to, to, to kind of lean on. When you get out of patience, a lot of times what ends up happening is if I'm not patient, then I'm willing to take any avenue necessary to get promoted in life. So I'll step on people, hurt people. uh uh, mess up people are you with me here i've seen it many times and and any avenue uh, 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 necessary to get on top but that's not the way that god teaches us to do it the scripture says your gift will make room for you and it'll bring you before great men it'll bring you before kings one translation says which is powerful and so i want to encourage you today allow patience to get you to the places of promotion in life Allow patience to take you. Listen, if you take yourself, you're always going to limit it because God does exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. So if you're trying to control the outcome, listen, you're always going to be disappointed when you're in control. But if you'll allow God to get in control, he'll do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you can ask or think. I remember when Pastor Walt called me and and, and we started talking about ministry again and, and going through that process and... fact that somebody would believe in me again was just incredible and so he hired me I forgot what he hired me for I think I was missions director for about two weeks anyway so it was an avenue in part-time and so I you know I came and and jumped to that and God moved things here and he moved things here and, and, and along the journey and different leaders and some pretty pretty interesting times and really honestly it was a hard there's about two years there was just walking it out Because when I came on, there was about nine pastors up here, and I was I was down here not by experience, but just by by the deal. And I thought, man, this is this is interesting. But I I really didn't care because I was like, somebody believed in me. And so I remember after about three years of working on the staff, I'm sitting in the office. I get a text from my mom. It was a scripture. Your gift makes room for you and brings you before kings." I thought, that's interesting. He said, I really feel this is strong today. So I'm sitting at my desk. About 20 minutes later, Pastor Walt walks in, and he said, hey, we've been talking a little bit, and we're fixing to make some shifts and some changes, and we're going to implement campus pastors. And he goes, and your name is at the head of the list. And I said, man, I just got this text. I showed him the text. And he said, I read that this morning. I guess it was you versioners. I don't don't know. It was God is what it was. But Pastor Walt looked at that deal and he said, yeah, it brings you before kings. And he said, I don't know what this looks like. And we still went on another year or two journey in the process of trying to figure it out. We're still working on it. But listen to me. Your gift in life makes room for you. But the one thing that I'm excited about is I never walked in here and asked to preach. I never walked in here saying I'm going to step on this this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy to get anywhere I said, I just want to be a love and support because somebody reached out to me when no one else saw potential again. And through that process, listen to me, I'm standing up here for one reason this morning. is because your gift in life makes room for you. And if you'll get that in your heart, you don't have to struggle in that. You don't have to fight that. Listen to me. This is supposed to be a joyful season. And when you're in full trust in God, listen to me, he'll take you places. He'll do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. I remember as a young preacher, 18, 19 years old, I used to dream of preaching at Tree of Life Church, which is now the Life Church. I mean, I thought, man, if I could get up there one day, I've made it, because it was big in my mind. And so I remember the first time Pastor Walt asked me to preach, and I thought, man, I get to do something that I dreamed about as a young man. It's always bigger than us. It's always more than just the show and the antics and the religion and the stuff. Listen to me. God likes to reach within people. He likes to reach within even stubborn people. And he begins to work and he begins to mold and he begins to craft. And as we give over into that, listen to me. The things that are in your life, I'm not going to tell you in your life today, everybody in here is called to be famous and that kind of thing. But I can tell you this, everybody in here is called to be better. Everybody in here is called to something higher than you think that you are. There's an anointing that God has for your life. There's a gift in your life. And as you step and trust out, you trust God in that. Listen to me. He'll begin to mold things, promote things, set people in motion. There's people sitting by each other today. You never would have dreamed you had met each other if it wasn't for Jesus. Now, there may be other people sitting by each other and you're thinking, My God, I wish I'd have never met you. I don't know. But I know the miracle maker is in the house today. Come on, somebody. And he's bigger than confusion. He's bigger than the enemy. And sometimes we just got to take our place in the anointing and in the power that God has positioned us in. Listen to me. And when you walk in authority because you're under authority, you'll gain influence you never would have had in your life. Listen to me. Lives will be healed. Hearts will be touched. People will be changed. And so, but it's not going to come through confusion, striving, those kind of things. It comes through submitting to Jesus. Everybody say, submitting to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. Number three, powerful ingredient. Well, let me say this, tied to that is that, listen, when Jesus showed up at the, at the wedding with his family, you know that he just went there to go to the wedding This is when he turned water into wine. Do you know that he had no intention of turning water into wine? Are you with me here this morning? He just went. Listen to me. He went as as part of the family, but because he had a gift in his life. When he walked in, all of a sudden there was a need that came to the surface, and it just so happened is to be a need that Jesus could meet. It's no different than you or me. You you may walk into a room, all of a sudden there's a need, and it's in your skill set. It's it's part of it. And so Jesus didn't walk into that wedding to stand out. He didn't walk, he didn't walk into the wedding uh, that day to to you know with to to you know march through the streets. You know, they weren't shouting Hosanna then. Come on, somebody. He was just a boy. And so Jesus walks into the wedding, all of a sudden they say, We got a problem here. It's eight o'clock and we were planning on partying until about two. That's what read the Bible, it says that. And, 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 and they said, hey, Mary says, hey, I know somebody who can meet this need. And so, so you got to read, Jews, Jews enjoy life if you don't know that. So go back and study it out. So he goes through the process, and, and, and all of a sudden he said, woman, my time hasn't come now. He goes through that whole process. But how many of you know he turned water into wine that day? And he met the need that was in the house, but he wasn't trying to meet a need or be the standout. He was operating within patience. He was operating within his gift, but his gift made room for him. Listen to me. You're gonna be on the job and there's gonna be needs that rise up. You're gonna be in the church, there's gonna be needs rise up where you have the skill set. Come on, somebody, to meet that need. And and that's part of allowing God to do that. So some of you maybe you've given up on maybe you've given up on, on you. Maybe you've given up on the dream that's in your heart. I'm here to tell you today, listen, that dream can come alive again. That dream could stir because there are things in your life you're meant to meet the need of. And, and, and I encourage you, don't give up on that. Let that stir you to, uh, to something bigger, to something better. And then number three, as we get ready to close this morning, faith and love. Another ingredient is love. Everybody say love. I'm going to read from the Amplified again. Galatians 5 verse 6 says uh, uh, faith works by love. Faith works by love. And so look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the Amplified. It says this, and it's really powerful. It says, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Its hopes are fadeless. Listen to the words in this. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures in everything without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or never does it come to an end this is incredible I'm going to read that again because I want you to get the poetic words that Jesus is using here it says here love bears up under anything and everything that comes its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances it endures everything without weakening it endures everything without weakening it endures everything without weakening see when you're in the love of God listen to me you may be weak but he is strong I said you may be weak but he is strong and he never fails love never fails get this in your spirit this morning it never fades out it never becomes obsolete it never comes to an end it's the one ingredient that God gave us come on that never runs out that's why we used to sing the song his love never fails it never runs out he never gives up on us love never fails it's fadeless now I have a, a, a painting uh, a deal. You've been around painting my whole life. And so, painting a lot of houses and a lot of rooms and those kind of things. You know, even the highest quality of paint will fade in due time. You can put a pretty, a pretty blue, am I right, Dennis? You can put a pretty blue up there, pretty red on your home, sits directly in the sun. The day you look at it, you think this is marvelous. Ten years later, it's just powder, it becomes powder. And, and, and the beauty runs out. The scripture says that that doesn't happen to God's love. When we work, faith works love. Faith works in love. And when we operate in that love, that ingredient of love, it says that it never ends. You want your marriage to work? Come on, get in love. You want your, you want your kids to see something different in a father? It ain't how hard you're being that's going to make the difference. It's that love of God operating through you. When they see you love Jesus, come on, somebody. They see the work of your hands. It's not another move that we need. We don't need another revival. We were revived 2,000 years ago. We need women, men and women who will rise up and say, God, faith works in love. Faith, faith works through love. This is the one thing that's not going anywhere. It is fadeless. It's not going to become obsolete. It's not running out. Come on, it is overflowing. And so we think we need another move of God. You don't need another move of God. Why don't we try walking in love? And love, you know, people think, well, love is weak. No, 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 love is strong. Love went to the cross. Love went to the cross. Listen to me, there's chastity, there's correction in love. There's instruction in love. There's accountability in love. There's partnership in love. And when you add that ingredients to the fragrance of God, and, 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 and when a man walks in love or a woman operates through the love of God, that aroma catches the attention of God, I promise you. You want to change the world? Let's walk in love. Let's allow that ingredient to work through us because it never fades out. I've seen a lot of paint fade out. I've seen a lot of people with energy fade out. But I've never seen love fail. You've never seen love fail. You might have seen the soulish aspect of love fail, but you've never seen the agape love of God fail. The God kind of love. Listen to me, it never runs out. It's constant, it's overflowing. You want to have a Christmas party this week? Do it, but fill it with the love of God. Love people, give, be generous, inspire. Take what's inside of you and pour it out. In the Garden of Eden, there was one thing, just one thing that God told them not to touch. He said, you can have all of this life. You can have all of this blessing. You can have everything I have for you. He said, but the one thing that I ask you not to do, he said, is to eat from that tree. Are you with me here this morning? He said, the one thing that I ask you not to do is to eat from that tree. In the the New Testament, I believe this, is that there's one thing, not a thousand things. God's still saying, I have all this for you. I'll do exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or think. I'll help your family. I'll help your marriage. I'll pour blessing out on you that you can't withstand. I'll give you more than enough to be, to be a blessing and those kind of things. But he's saying there's one thing that I'm asking you not to do. And he's saying, don't give up on love. Don't give up on love. That's scriptural. Don't give up on love. Because love answers all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It's, the scripture said there's a lot of other words and a lot of ingredients that, that are just clashing symbols, but love never fails. It never runs out. Isn't that inspiring this morning? Listen to me, stand at your feet with me today. Father, we thank you. And we choose today to take all the ingredients, the ingredients of endurance, the ingredients of patience ingredients of love which makes it all work unity and Lord we just say today not by might nor by power but by your spirit I ask you to stir people today Father to a new walk of life there's some of you that are struggling and walking in love and every time you get out of it you know it every time you're trying to do it on your own you know it and you know what the outcome's going to be but you've been doing it anyway The Lord says today He wants to make an adjustment in your life. He wants to help you in your love walk because love is the one thing. Listen to me. Endurance can fail. Patience can even fail. But love never fails. Love never fails. So as you're adding these things into your life, I want to encourage you today to stir up to a place. But maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I've I've been resisting. Allowing the love of God to flow. Allowing the love of God to flow through me. I've been holding on to pains. I've been holding on to things. And every time I get to that point, I'm ready to set sail. I'm ready to go to that new level. Something pulls me back. And I want to encourage you today, let it go in the name of Jesus. Let that go. Because love is going to be the ingredient that turns your family around. There are people in your life you're believing for. God's saying, if you'll deal with this, then I'll take care of that. That's in my spirit this morning. If you'll decide, I'm going to walk in love, I'm not going to be a vessel of me anymore, I'm walking in love. And listen to me, it's not going to run out, it's not going to fade, it's not going to, it's not going to become obsolete. A lot of times in life we've seen things, they become obsolete or they faded out or the pain was, came back or this or that happens. Listen to me, love never fails, it never runs out, it never becomes obsolete, it's not like a computer. You can buy a computer today, five years from now, it's useless. Might as well be fish bait. But you can stir up, listen to me, the love of God in a moment. Listen to me. Ten years from now, you'll never forget that moment. You'll never forget that moment. If you're here today, every head bed and every eye closed, and you say, Pastor, I've been struggling and allowing the love of God to flow through me and flow out of me. It's been a struggle, and that's okay. That's why we're here today. The scripture says, confess your faults, and God will heal your life. But if that's you, I want you to raise your hand this morning because I want to pray with you. I see that hand, that hand, hands different places of the building. We're just going to pray together and believe God. But say this with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I receive today your love. I let, it, I let my, my thoughts go. I release them. I release the things that are holding me back. But I embrace love today. And I ask you to stir me up. I want love to flow not only to me, but love to flow through me. I believe your light shines through love. And so use me, Lord. Take me to where you want me to be, where you want me to go. Come on, say it like you mean it this morning. Take me where you want me to be and where you want me to go. Now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for each person that responded this morning. Father God, allow them opportunities, Father, to be filled up, but also to give out. And Lord, to learn to celebrate with people, inspire people, Father God, be a bridge to be something different, Father God. I believe your love opens doors. It paves the way to new opportunities, new relationships, new places of authority and influence. But, Father, we don't want to be known as just those who are always believing for something in the future and never doing anything today. Father, we want to release what's in us today because of your love. And, Lord, we declare today it'll never fade out. It's not going anywhere. It is not missing. There's nothing broken. That there is fulfillment in your love. There's something divine happening. And, Father, I believe because of the changes that are happening in lives today, that the next generation's going to sense it, Father God, that our children and our grandchildren are going to receive and and see something different, and they can look back and say, hey, my grandma, she loved God, and my papa, he loved God, and my mama, she loved God. And even though Daddy didn't do it all right, he made the right decision the day, Christmas week, at the Life Church when he decided that from this moment on, love is going to flow through me. And Father, we believe today as we're laboring for you today, I take authority over the darkness. I take authority over the enemy. I take authority over anything that would come against us. And we stand the authority given to us by the name of Jesus today. And we declare freedom in this house, freedom over your people, and freedom this week, Father God, as we celebrate your birth. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. And I encourage you, Don't listen, stand on that. Stand on that. Watch what love can do. It's never going to fade out. That's beautiful, isn't it? Love never fades out. Amen.